But uh, I'm not impressed by your performance. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Hello and welcome along to chapter 33, fucking zero. I'm coursing straight off the bat this week, I, I don't care, 33. man. Now, 30, chapter 30 of What's the Story podcast. Little old WTS pod hitting the big tree. Oh, my name is Danny Murray, and as always, I have Graham Merrow American alongside me. I'm not, I'm facing you. Man, boy, like, they I'm don't not, know that. I'm not beside you. Yeah, but we need to give people at home a, a picture of how we sit. And but the the magic of it being an audio only presentation is that like we could say we're in any kind of position and we could say like just because we're on Cloney Beach now, Danny, in our bikinis. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, technically it's a mankini, <laughs> but uh, the person who is wearing a bikini is to your left, Lindsay <laughs> Danger Doyle. Lynn, how are you? I was grand until you told me about the bikini. Put that mental image in my head of the bikini. Yeah. Or the mankini on Cloney Beach. Hey, we've got a really special guest this week. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. And uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, this is a legend. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't ever do that to me again. Okay. <laughs> My ears just hurt now, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's, uh, the guest this week is a legend of the borough. Um, and wider. In fact, it's, it's grown into an Irish legend now. Um, it's become something that people of Ireland crave and want and demand. And it's, it's gone beyond these shores now. To find people of the United Kingdom of Great Britain. What? They love it. Can we they just leave it, it to England, Scotland and Wales? They're not, they're not great and it's not a kingdom. <laughs> I'm sorry, do they have a monarchy? Oh God, this is going to... It's not a kingdom though. We're opening a can Stay of worms with him here. Anyway, <coughs> um, it's gone beyond these shores and people are loving it. But one person who has yet to sample its delights is Lindsay Danger Doyle. Uh, as most of you will know, back uh, just Are you going to introduce the guest? Yeah, yeah, I'm, get, I'm building yeah, up no. All right. <laughs> Jesus, Why man. Why am I trying to escape out the let, door? Let me do my thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so back, we all play ba- back all the way at uh, the Christmas special, myself and Lane had a friendly wager <laughs> where when we were ringing people, we decided that we'd have a sprouts or spice bag challenge. And if people said sprouts over spice bag, I'd have to eat an entire bowl of sprouts. Thankfully. 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 <laughs> Who would have cooked them? Thankfully. I would have let Lynn do them whatever way she thinks is most appropriate, which is why when it came to the fact that the spice bag won, Ugh. I've gone to the most appropriate person to get said spice bag, a man who has fed and watered in generations <laughs> of Ballybrack, <laughs> St. George of Manly's. Another legend of the borough. So, uh, Lindsay is about to <laughs> sample a spice bag for the first time. How are you feeling about this, Lynn? Terrible. 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 But you said a minute ago you were hungry. So. I am hungry, but hunger is good sauce. Worth pointing out is that I'm four weeks out from a fight. Yeah, cutting weight. Yeah. So eating this whole spice bag is going to set you back many days. Seven hang, kilos. Hang on, there's vegetables in it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And chicken, which I is say protein. It's been a long time since those vegetables were vegetables. So um, we we got you uh, we got you an optional curry sauce. Should you wish to? <laughs> Did you wish to partake in a bit of sauce? We forgot some Delf, so you're going to have to use our paws. Yeah. There's a knife and fork there in that lunchbox. Even, that's fantastic. There are Dylan the Nuke Chooks to be returned um, tomorrow, but I'll wash them for him. Can we use Dylan 
the Nuketukes uh, Tupperware. Yeah, we could, yeah. <laughs> He's not here to so say no, is he? He was kind enough to give a stuck, hungry trainer here some chicken and broccoli and sweet potato last week when he was in training. He didn't give anyone any spice bags. Well, okay, so g- give me a moment, guys. Uh, I'll just prepare the meal. That's grand, so <laughs> hang on. Hang on, just going away. I'm just going to turn Graham off while he gets his cooking utensils going there. So tell and me, um, uh, was George emotional when he seen you for the first time in months? Uh, he didn't actually lay eyes on me. We just had a phone conversation. Okay. And uh, it was very much so like the tune of the Adele song. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. That must be a present. Sorry, how grand's my off? He's just announced there's chicken balls in there. That must be a little love gift from George to try to win me back. He hasn't seen me in that long that he's obviously trying to woo me. <laughs> George's um, the whole reason we are where we are, but it looks this. Yeah, yeah, in truth. Um, when I rang, he, he recognised the voice straight away. <laughs> he proceeded to say my address. I was like, no, George, collection, and I trust this, please. Um, and uh, he was a little bit surprised and taken back by that. So, yeah, there's chips in a spice bag. For anybody who's not from Ireland or is from the Americas or whatnot, um, or, or if you're one of our South Korean listeners... I don't think so. Should I? Um, should, I? should you what? Should I have curry sauce? Does make spe- it more authentic? Personally speaking, I always go for a bit of curry sauce, but that's just me. Um, if, if anybody is wondering what a spice bag is, just Google it. Just get onto the Google. It's basically chicken and batter cooked with salt and chilli uh, with some vegetables. And uh, it's delicious, as far as I can say. My mother made a Slimming World version the other night. I've heard about this, yeah. yeah it was delicious. How spicy is this now? This uh, is, it I'm not be. good with spice. I would say, I'd say on a scale of... Now, I, I'm alright with spice, but on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say this may be a 6. Jesus, he's really? trying to kill me. Yeah, what would you say? Okay, I'm going to pass it to her where... Put the, some the curry sauce on it then, if it's oh, that spicy, she wants that curry might sauce. do it. Oh, gee, curry sauce is kind of spicy too, Lynn. Is it? Have you, do you not eat curry sauce? You're not known. No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Try it with and without. You look be adventurous. No, she's having it now. This is this is amazing. Graham, get your phone out there. We want this chicken's <laughs> breaded. Yeah, it's yes, in butter. He's joking me. Well, here so she goes. So what I have in front of me is a all white food: white chicken, breaded, white chips, white onions. This is this right is amazing. There, she looks generally petrified. <laughs> right there, Lynn. I'm on a selfie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I need to put. Okay, I need to put this the is flash on. Oh, there goes my career. Okay. Smells great from over here. It smells like potato crisps or something. It doesn't smell like potato. Here she got, on a, she got right in there. She did. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, describe it. Talk with your mouthful. I feel like I'm eating a leather shoelace that's been dipped in spice. <laughs> a leather shoelace. A leather, that's a leather shoelace that's been dipped in spice. Oh, you'd have to have a sauce on that. That's disgusting. Do you want some garlic sauce? Oh, Jesus. Bit of curry sauce Do you want there, some there. fucking water? Do you want some hen's balls? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's hen balls over there as well. <laughs> She's gone straight to the water. So this is proof that elite athletes do not like spice bags. <laughs> She's struggling. She's struggling. Oh Am I, I don't have to eat this whole thing. Yeah, you do. That was the bit. That, that, that's only the small portion. Like yeah. That was the bit. You, you did one more than a forkful anyway. What did you there. What did you try? What did you did you try a chicken? I and a went bit of all in. I put a chip, a bit of the chicken, and a bit of onion on the fork. So I got the whole. Jesus, you got the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. this is fascinating. I didn't want to make any early judgments, you know. Yeah, this is, I have to say for people who are listening, um, this this must be fantastic. Graham is now pouring the the, the uh, <laughs> stop fighting liquid heaven as what it's known. That? That's curry sauce, Lynn. That looks like it was made by aliens. That that's not a color. What color is that? It's brown. Oh. <laughs> it looks like brown diarrhea. Oh, it doesn't taste like brown diarrhea. <laughs> Not that I'd know what brown. Di- 
Hang on, she's gone straight in for the chip. She's oh god, oh she's she loving it, it now. She lads. Can't hack it. The curry sauce makes it a little bit more palatable. What about like. the vegetables? Yeah, what are the vegetables? There's pepper in there, Lynn. There isn't, there's bollocks. There's a couple of chilies and seven onions. <laughs> <laughs> seven onions. The, the inner trainer in our just went straight in to just count the vegetables. It's okay. <laughs> count the vegetables. Like, I do like chips when I'm not. How many nutrients would be in that? This is minus nutrients. This comes into your body and pulls nutrients out that are already there, I'd say. So, what you're saying is it's not part of a balanced diet. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he ate it. I feel All like right. I'm one fucking I'm a slab eating like kangaroo balls or something. Alright. Well, speaking you've, of balls, do you want chicken? No. Good one, Graham. We'll play. That washing part of the Um Alright, Lane, you've you've done enough. You've done Thanks. enough. Yeah. Fair play to you for being a good sport, on it. Um one more chip. Oh <laughs> That's it, we have that recorded. That's Mrs. gone that's well, it now. That's Mrs. it. I don't like chips. No, what? I do yeah. like Why chips, not I chip? said. One more chip. Um, so yeah, so half the reason that we're not um, we're not going to get you to eat any more of that, Liam, is because you have a fight coming up. So you're currently in camp, um, which obviously will involve a bit of the old weight cutting malarkey. Mm. So we're not going to make you eat any more because that'd be cruel and unusual. And then Ash Daly would find out and batter me and Graham. <laughs> she try. Well, she batter she me. She try batter me right now. She bash anyone. <laughs> bash me. Um, so what's what's the crack? What? Uh, Belfast is where you're fighting. Yeah, it's on Akuma Fighting Championship. So, um, it was supposed to be on Battlezone the end of January, but Battlezone was postponed till May, so they've just moved the fight onto a different card. So, it's it's against Megan O'Loch, and she was away with the Irish team at the IMAF um, Championships we were at there in Birmingham. And she's good. She's a striker, she's too. Yeah. Well. She's a lovely girl. Well, that's the, th- the thing in Ireland. The, the pool is be. so small. Yeah. So, I'm coming down to her weight division. Um She's good, she's a striker, she's tough, you know, she she won't be phased easily. So I'm looking forward to it, I'm excited. Good stuff. And is this an amateur or a pro? Amateur, no, amateur, amateur yeah, yeah. So is that the path then over your next couple of fights? Yeah. Be, how many amateur will you take? As many as I can get, really. Like, yeah. Owen was just saying that there's another featherweight fight on that card, which He's is Owen. promising. Owen Roddy, sorry, coach Owen Roddy. Um, there's another featherweight car, uh, fight, female fight on the card. So there's two girls I could fight in Ireland again. Um, and then he was saying he reckons it'll be England or the UK or whatever mm. after that. But I just want to have a busy year of making loads of mistakes in amateur fights. And then if I'm still loving it, I'll go pro. And I suppose part of the reason we're highlighting this is because it's a bit of a sad note to know <laughs> you as well. Like It's, it's going to have all the emotions. But this this going to be... One of your last podcasts with us for a little while now. Yeah. Because you've you're got, leaving. You've got, you're abandoning. It's like a breakup. You're abandoning Aunt, us. Until I'm important enough for you to call me back um. on as a guest. <laughs> My story, Lindsay, what's your story? Well, I used to hang out with these two dopes. <laughs> and we used to record yeah. ourselves talking. We might be so. able to put you up in a hotel. Oh, yeah. We never know. Um, yeah, so Lindsay is obviously MMA and all that sort of thing. It's a lot more important for an athlete like herself than hanging out with me and Graham. Um, <laughs> she's she's made her priorities clear to us. <laughs> We're not part of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... so We are from the training point of view. Yeah, I was just going to say, is Aaron getting away with training? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I suppose just... Yeah, it is. It's a bit of a big news, because, like, I mean, we're, we're nearly nine months in. Um, we'd be giving birth soon if one of us <laughs> were pregnant, basically. And it's been quite a journey. It's gone a lot better than any of us at the top. But now... Yeah. Now it's it's gonna take a little bit of a change, <laughs> and Graham <laughs> nearly died. What I happened to you there, man? Yeah, emotional. Man. You, know, you, got cho- you got choked up there. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. Um. So, 
So tonight is going to be... It's going to be a use. It's going to be like an episode of housekeeping, but also a celebration. <laughs> celebration of Lindsay Doyle. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, uh, Celebrate by making me eat a spice bag. Thanks, yeah. lads. Yeah, well, if you, you said you were leaving us. I was getting that spice bag in before you were leaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no way you were getting away with that. I literally like. feel like my lips are going to explode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the that chili. Is that water or yeah. Jesus juice or something? <laughs> Hippie juice. Hippie juice. Hippie juice. Yeah. It's water. Get it in I there. brought some hippie juice for the boys to taste, but they were having none of it. Go on, go on, look, go on. I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right about oh, things. Go on, I'll have some now. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was the big news. We, we kind of hinted during the week there was going to be big news. And the big news is that Lane is, is uh, chasing pastors new. Well, they're not that new. Um, she's Graham is sourcing this out. Lynn, hang on, tell us what's in this. It's is a Nutribullet? Yeah. A ninja? A Nutri Ninja. It's, the, it's a knockoff. It's, it's, the, it's the LD version of a Nutribullet. It's the, uh, the, it's the Aldi, Aldi version. The Aldi. <laughs> the Aldi. Civilians get Nutribullets. MMA uh, fighters get Nutri Ninjas. <laughs> Granny I know, it's got, uh, it comes with just smaller cups and a, a per- more powerful engine. Granny uh, Linda calls it Littles and Aldis, so can we just adopt that, please, lads? Thanks. Littles and Aldis? <laughs> Littles, that's what she calls it. Like she's going to the Littles and she's going to the Aldis. Aldis the and Aldis. She needs to get like the bus home to watch all our stories, all these soaps. Yeah, yeah, now kills us that as well. Yeah. And we come home, I'm just going to watch my stories, Dan. You do what you want to do. You go ahead. You oh, watch your la- stories. Lads, sorry, Danny. I, I got Mary. a bit enthusiastic there. Auntie Mary. Remember we were talking about me mad Auntie Mary, Danny yeah. Linda's sister? Um, she went on holidays and uh, she came back and my cousin gave her a lift home and she's sitting down and she's like I can't wait to watch all, all my programmes on you know, Sky Plus yeah, yeah. and uh, she sits down and goes to the planner and there none of the programmes recorded that she set record to so she's like that's it I'm ringing up Sky because it's like yeah, you can't just ring up Sky because your, your programmes didn't record George Hook told me on the ad that those <laughs> programmes will record <laughs> so Please tell me she rang Sky and was like, George Hook said. She didn't ring Sky because she sussed out that she plugged everything out before going on holidays. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) She's a diamond. I just had a 10-minute conversation with my mum about Facebook. She's like, will you come and have a look at this? I'm not getting me messages. And I said, what messages? I left a comment on someone's photo and they haven't responded. And I said, so you didn't send anyone a message. But how do I know if she got it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Right, hang on. What's in this, this, Lynn? This is broccoli, carrot, spinach, coconut milk and a handful of mixed berries. It's not too bad. Blended up in the Nutri Ninja. Now, it's not my best work because... Oh, there's a little bit of cashew water in it as well. It's a bit lumpy. That's no, not. Not from right, the ninja. Three, two, one. Chin, chin, Graham. You fucking tooth. <laughs> Don't be biting me, Nutri Ninja. Right, I'm going to need to eat some spice bag after this, I think. <laughs> Balance it out, Graham. Yeah, it tastes nuts. It's all right. So basically, I'm so busy in the gym right now, I'm not getting a chance to eat as much as I right, need to eat on, to lose I'm weight. I'm going to have a go at this. So I'm living on these. I could taste the uh, coconut and the nuts. Yeah, but it's a great way to get extra veg in that you yeah, wouldn't eat. Yeah, big time. Dan Joe's gonna pass out when he sees this. Get behind the mic, Dan. We need your reaction. He's looking at it like it's an alien that's landed from space. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to my face after the spice bag. Holy Jesus! <laughs> What what the fuck did I just drink? What did you? What was the overpowering taste? What does it taste like? Grass. <laughs> <laughs> Grass and water. But genuinely, that must be what like a dairy cow feels. 
Couldn't just Ugh. Sorry Lynn now Grant gives a bit last boys bag Like at the taste Without me out <laughs> <laughs> No um, No sorry. I, I, I looked at her She said no This is my worry guys yeah. If I'm not here Who's going to keep you in line Oh we're going to be getting Pizzas delivered to the podcast yes, yeah. <laughs> Podcast HQ <laughs> oh, we, have, we have an account With Domino's Yeah We've already been in talks with Pan Beast. I'll be, be listening <laughs> in and then I'll be seeing you for training. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do now, Lynn. We're going to, what's going to happen one week is we're going to be talking. There's going to be this awkward gap. We're going to look at an empty chair and go, oh. <laughs> so, and then yeah. Mary will start crying and saying his eyes are sweating. Yeah, that's it. And then we'll be like, it's all right, there's nobody swinging on a chair this week, so makes my life easier. <laughs> did you think that was really that bad? Yeah, genuinely, I did not like that. I think it could do a bit more fruit. Well, I think it's, uh, it's, not, it's low carb, so just put the berries in to give it a bit of a taste. But yeah, I was gonna say, I, I can get a hint shake. of the berry in it, all right, but there's a lot of greenery in there, yeah. You know, like I, I can taste the green if that makes sense. What other fruits are low carb? Just berries, blueberries. No, I'm not saying they're low carb, I'm saying the blueberry. shake that I tried to make is low carb, so I didn't want it. If I put berries, fruit is a carb, so if I put more fruit in, it's more carbs in it. Do you know what juice I had the other day? What raspberry, carrot, and beetroot. And was it was it? delicious. Was it? Who made it? Walsh's. <coughs> it's no added sugar. Do you know that innocence? Is, you know they're plowing all this. Give your kids these smoothies. No? I I uh, love their sugar, though, I love their tropical juice. They're owned by Coca Cola. Get out. Yeah. Are they? Mm. Fucking. Where's Gordon? We need conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are they Jen? Innocent yeah. is owned by Coca Cola. Yeah, now are, are, are you 100 percent sure of that? Because yeah. if they come after us, and we're gone. <laughs> and me and Graham are left with a lawsuit to deal with. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the same company owns Coca Cola and owns. He's probably just with a few crates. No, I'd, it's sugar. It's shy. Not in fairness, though, their tropical juice is delicious. The one with the purple. The lid. cranberry one is massive as well. So basically, what you're saying is innocent is guilty. <laughs> <laughs> that was golden. Oh, yeah. I loved that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Lads, another thing worth mentioning. Tomorrow yeah. I'm going on a wellness workshop with Suicide or Survive. Friend Brilliant. of the show. Yeah, friend Lovely. of the show, Caroline. Yeah. to let you know how it goes. Do, yeah. So they um. want to add in an aspect of, uh, I was talking to Caroline about um, physical and nutritional health as well. Mm. So she wants me to do the workshop tomorrow and then brainstorm with her about what they could add in and that side of things. So what, so, yeah, so why are you doing it? Just to see what, what they do um, and... Because uh, I said to Caroline that I would do a bit of work with her and that if she has anyone she thinks will benefit from a little bit of gym training in their recovery. Because people sometimes are a bit shy, but training is such a powerful thing for for me. Anyway, if I didn't train, I'd be miserable. Um, so I said to her, like, if I'd give a few hours a month and if she sends people, I'll do a couple of weeks with them and then set them up, send them off with a program to join their local gym, you know. Very good. So That's then she good. said um, they're trying to get just more men to engage in their stuff because obviously... Uh, I think seven of the ten suicides eight. a week are eight, men, eight ten, eight, yeah. and men aren't taking up the courses or the incentives <coughs> that they're running. So she wants me to try and brainstorm with the guys in the gym here and anyone that'll listen and help as to what they could do to get more men involved. Yeah, yourself and one of the lads from the gym could go along to that, could you? Yeah, well they're they're gonna start selling like bracelets and stuff like that. So she's been asking me for slogans to put on them, like you know, I don't know, no pain, no gain, that type of stuff. Go hard to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy body, healthy mind. That's yeah. a hippie dream one. Live strong. Actually, no, don't no, use that. No, don't one. use that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Get the feeling that somebody made a balls of that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that is that's that's mm-hmm. great, and I suppose it's uh, it's always worth highlighting the the services that zero sort of provide and 
it's it's a great great resource to uh, not just uh, the local community but the wider community and I suppose anybody and um, we'd always encourage talk to somebody lads it doesn't matter who just talk yeah. to somebody if, if you feel like you need help ask for it simple as that like that simplify things you mm. know what I mean you're not out there on your own there's always something going on so look at Lindsay she tried a spice bag tonight and Graham's on hand to hand water to her <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean not to make little of any situation but that must have been hard for Lindsay to try a spice bag so I'm never going to let you forget that bullies <laughs> <laughs> Here I am parting ways with the podcast because yeah. my career is going too well and you've just ruined it. Oh, so I'll be back next week, lads. With a spice bag. <laughs> it's, all we'll par- see it's all part of the plan. It's danger, all, yeah. danger Doyle pulls out a fight with the spice bag. That's it, yeah. And just be Unable a, to make way. Be a photo of whore on severe MMA or something. <laughs> 40 stone. This photo I just took. <laughs> Surrounded by spice bags <laughs> with me telling her, get on the prowler, get on the prowler. <laughs> The student becomes the teacher and it's out of circle. The it's <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, speaking of other stuff that would be a strange turn of events, Donald Trump oh, yeah. and the American presidential election of the year 2016. Trump, Trump's a madman, isn't he? Yeah, I watched the documentary. Did you watch that documentary last night? Uh, I told I, you to watch. I, I did, let, just quick, quick, quick run around the room here, right? Just, Lynn, what's your opinion of Trump? I've no opinion. My opinion is that America in the grand scheme of countries, is a toddler. And they ju- just blows my mind. She's leaving this podcast and alienating their listenership. Yeah. Sorry to our new American listeners. Sorry to uh, USA. It blows my mind USA. that Go on, sorry. they entertain this shit. Like, they'll have Kim Kardashian running for president next time. We think Kim be a great president, but Chloe is vice president. <laughs> Chloe for VP. Love Chloe Kardashian. Sorry, what? Which one's that? She's the midget one. She's about five foot tall, isn't she? No, that's... Uh, Courtney. Courtney. Dwarf. Yeah. The she's, world is dwarf. She's Chloe's the one, one that made Lamar turn to drugs. But Chloe's the one <laughs> that got really fit and looked hot in the selfie she was posing. Yeah. <laughs> Just to correct you, clearly correctness, the word's dwarf. No, it's not an actual medical problem, she's just a very short woman. Yeah, but you said the N-word. It's like oh. saying the N-word. Is it? Yeah. Ask anyone. We have... No, Tommy, there was Tommy that was doing the powerlifting. Yeah. He told me that. Jesus. So yeah. what... And then there was a woman on the radio. This goes back to the marriage equality campaign where Mrs. Brown, Brendan O'Carroll and Mrs. Brown yeah. did uh, did a campaign for the marriage equality and he mentioned, I uh, can't remember the, the phrase, but he said something about don't be a midget or something like that. Mm. And the next day, um, a mother of a child who had dwarfism rang Ryan Turbidy and said, she started bawling on the phone. Wow. And, and Ryan Turbidy, just like yourself, was kind of going, I had no idea. And he, she's like, yeah, well, that, I just wanted to ring up. I'm not giving out to Brendan yeah. O'Carroll. He does a great job. and But I'm just, I want awareness out there that it's a hurtful word to people who have dwarfism. Wow. So I'm just doing my bit. Good man, you. But uh, the uh, first I ever heard of Midget not being politically correct was when Ash was doing an interview with the UFC and Ash the Bash Daily. And we have a group of 70 kilos and under that do sparring on Saturday morning and we call it the midget group he's coming for midget sparring because oh only people that are less than 70 kilos are allowed to come so it's usually short people and Ash said that you know like she said oh, thanks to team midget or whatever and uh, the UFC were like you absolutely can't say that you'll you have to think of a different that, name yeah. for your group but we yeah. just thought it was Americans no it's right so would. So you don't have an opinion on Trump, you just think America is just mad for entertainment. Well, yeah, no, I don't. I suppose I don't know enough about what Trump is proposing to do. Nobody does, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, he doesn't know himself. He he is just a He's winging it. He's amazing. 
he's I, I, I love him because he is so mental. <laughs> you know, well, but you're right. laughing at him. You're not laughing with him. Like his is that hair. what you mean, Danny? Like. Both. Both. Like, sometimes I laugh with him. Sometimes I laugh at him. Like, I don't care who you are, right? Getting those little girls to sing. The, did you see that? Yeah, did, no. that was disturbing. No. He basically, before he had, I think it was in Florida, before he came out and done one of his, like, uh, rallies Rally. or whatever, he got these, I think they're called the Freedom Girls. They're an actual pop group. It's weird, like, <laughs> and they cannot sing what the fuck, right? <laughs> and um, their father wrote a song uh, to support Donald Trump for president. Trump heard about this and decided he wanted these three girls to rally the crowd before he came on stage. And it is the worst thing you'll ever hear in your life. That's but terrible. But it's so pro-American, and because they're little girls, what, like, you turn around and go, that's shit, and oh, what, you don't like little girls trying to sing, do you know? What's wrong with you? They're just trying to chase their dream. What, you don't like America, do you yeah, know? You're yeah. not a patriot. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's so ridiculous that it's genius, like. He's just the right amount of mental that he will appeal to that crazy middle America. Mm. He seems to be appealing to a few because his campaign trail... Everyone's showing up, but I was watching that Channel 4 documentary last night. Yeah. And your man was trying the other his night, best. was it? Sorry? The other night, you were watching that Channel 4 documentary. The other night, yeah. And your man was trying his best to stay down the middle of his opinion. Yeah. But he just couldn't. Yeah. And he was talking to a number of uh, biographers and talking to other journalists and they were saying, no, this is going to be a disaster. But apparently uh, your man Cruz is worse as well. You see, here's the thing, right? We're, we're literally on the doorstep of the primaries in America kicking First off. So of Monday. Monday, Monday, yeah. So in America, the way the system works for our presidential election is that they have a series of what they call primaries. So both Democrats and Republicans go through this process, and whoever essentially gets the most in these primaries gets the nod for that particular party to go forward for the presidential election, which is in November as far as I know. And then in that November one, then they have this thing called the College of Electors. So it's not like a popular vote. You could win the popular vote but not become president, which has Al-Gore. happened. Yeah, which has happened on several occasions, three, four, three or four occasions, I think, in the history of America has happened. Al Gore being one, I think, 2000 when he went up against Bush. So what happens is people basically cast a vote for these people who are in the College of Electors and. 99% of the time the guys from the college electors you know who they're going to vote for and that's why you vote for them like this is me simplifying it it's not exactly like this me just breaking it down to a really really simplified manner like so you vote for this guy because he has the power to put Trump in power essentially so if this guy's come out he said I'm going to put Trump in you then go and you say yes I trust him to put Trump in because yeah. I want Trump in there and that's how it works it's not like over here where we get a ballot and it says Michael D. Higgins we tick that box and Michael D. Higgins gets a vote it's a little bit different if that makes sense yeah, yeah. it's like the so, <coughs> sorry go on sorry no go on there was a bit in the in the you know the caucuses yes what's, the caucuses are kicking off that's it the yeah. Iowa caucus is the first one yeah and that's the that's the one where it could go anywhere that's the mm. the, the, the hotly kind of state where they don't know where it's going to go, so but they're well, quite religious and they're quite. Yeah, I was going to say Iowa, Iowa would be Republican. Would be a Republican uh, place and would also be a bit of a religious place. But what's mad about Iowa is Trump has said he's not going to do the final debate. Um, he he just said he's I'm going to boycott it because there's a reporter that's down there who I don't like. So, but he, no, but he's oh, you're one Megan Clark, Ma- Ma- yeah, and he but he is strong enough. This is how crazy it is. He is strong enough. He can avoid a televised debate. 
and literally people are going to be like, yeah, all right, fair enough. But you see, here's the, here, and this is this is the other side of it, right? So you've got, this thing, Super Tuesday is on the 1st of March, and Super Tuesday is where a load of basically constituencies say, put their votes in, right? So you think you've got like 16 all on the one day, whereas in the build-up to that, you've got like just days where there's only one on each, and then afterwards you'll have days where there's only one on each, and then maybe four or five on each. But Super Tuesday is the big one. Super Tuesday is the 1st of March, and it's a fucking huge deal. Like, it is, political nerds will literally break out a little bit of hand cream, <laughs> tissues, they'll light a candle, and they'll get comfortable for the night because it's like they would pay for this to watch it. Like He was at the um, so, Iowa press conference. Yeah. And he uh, revealed Sarah Palin. Yeah. She, she, uh, she, what did she do? Supporting him. Yeah, she came out and yeah, supported him. Yeah, she came out in a, in a weird video. In a, in, in a what? Like a weird video thing, she was no, but she came up and she started going on her speech or squeal. Mm. And Trump is just looking at her and he looked a bit perplexed in some of the thing, things yeah. she was saying. Like, um, but I just I, like in that documentary, I know it was only an hour long, but I have been following a bit of it as well. He, the only thing he has said in terms of his mandate or whatever, or his ideas are to put up a wall at Mexico, yeah, so that the Mexicans can't get in, yeah. And then to ban Muslims. Yeah. More or less what he's saying is America is for Americans. Yeah. That's more and or less then uh, David Letterman got him an absolute view on the David Letterman show. Yeah. So uh, he brought up, so Donald, you want to um, you want to ban Muslims? And he's like, yeah, I think we need to ban them, blah, 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 blah. Letterman uh, bought these shirts in the Trump shopping center, his big shopping mall in New York. And he goes, oh, where was this made, Donald? Um, and it was all Asian countries and all yeah, Muslim yeah, yeah. countries and all. He was he was just he red face, left red face, yeah. and he couldn't. Yeah, but like that, he's just weirdo. I think. That sort of stuff is just kind of watched. I mean, look what he was saying about women early in the campaign, yeah. and then he got called out on it. Boy, you're one, Megan, and boy, I can't remember the the, the female Republican candidate that was quite popular. She's, she's dropped off big time now. She called him out on it and lashed him out at that. But we're facing a situation where it's Trump versus Cruz, and Trump is so far ahead of Cruz. That I think he's going to win the first four primaries. No bother to him. And then he has momentum going into the likes of Super Tuesday. I think the Democratic one is a bit different because Hillary Clinton is up against uh, Bernie Sanders. And Sanders is after taking a big jump as well now. Yeah, but Sanders is just kind of that right balance of like political and at the same time slightly astute to the point where he's like, yeah, I want to legalise marijuana. And then you've got all people who are like of, you know, air generation who are like, sorry, did you say legalise pot? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know when you say biscuit and a dog goes bore yeah. like, that's literally legalized but huh that's what's happened there so Bernie Sanders is kind of I reckon Hillary will win three and Hillary will win one of the first four and then going into Super Tuesday it's just going to go mental but the, Trump as well uh, made a mockery of someone with cerebral palsy a reporter yeah like that, did you see that clip yeah but he doesn't give a fuck like, I know, just, that, he, how does he get away with it she threw a Muslim out of one of his rallies when it she threw was more than one well no I know but she yeah. was having a, this one in particular having a silent protest and he was like get out <laughs> and there was another man there was another man uh, who was dressed in Muslim attire yeah, white American. American and he threw him out as well and then his supporters were like nearly kicking him up the hole and all getting yeah. him out of the stadium mad isn't it oh, it's crazy it's deadly is but there's so America's so full of extremists you just have to pick the right extremist group and once they get behind you you're, you're golden yeah. they say like you know the, the president of America just has to press the red button for the nuclear bomb do you want Donald Trump in charge of that red button? Speaking of the nuclear bomb, lads, have you ever heard of the doomsday clock? 
Doom's like, no. Doesn't it get reset every time Doomsday doesn't happen when it's supposed to? Kind of, right? <laughs> so what happens is the Doomsday clock is, uh, it came, they originally sort of brought it out in like 1945 after World War II, right? And in 1947, they, they officially set it to seven minutes from midnight. Midnight being Doomsday. So they believe this clock ever hits midnight, get into an underground bunker, put your head between your legs, and kiss your arse goodbye. Like, that's it. Good night and God bless, right? Uh, just this week, they uh, put it to three minutes. Where is it? It's in Chicago. In I can't remember the name. They're basically a bunch of scientists who form like the the board of atomic something or other. I can't quite remember it off the top of my head, right? But this has been going since like after World War Two, and obviously after nuclear bombs are dropped on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it's been changed. To various times away from midnight, like 20-something times, like during the Cold War in particular, at one stage it got to two minutes to midnight, and that's the closest it's ever been, right? The furthest it's ever been away from midnight is 12 minutes. So obviously 12 minutes, people are like, the world is never going to end, this is great. In 2007, they changed it to include climate change. So when it was announced this week that it's going to three minutes to midnight, which, you know, that seems pretty fucking close if you ask me. Like, <laughs> so what happens if it gets to 12? The world ends. That's it, doomsday. Who says though? Then scientists think that's it. The conditions Donald are Trump. absolutely perfect for nuclear fallout or something to happen that will be that sort of that concord moment where you can't come back. That some catalyst will kick in that you cannot come back. So, for example, right, what they're saying is that things like countries testing nuclear bombs, so like North Korea did the other week, uh, that was a H-bomb, but you know what I mean? Thermonuclear weapons. Then you've got things like climate change. So 2015 being the hottest year on record ever, then you've got a situation where you've got turmoil in the Middle East, you've got turmoil and tensions building between two superpowers in America and Russia, and a madman like Donald Trump getting into the White House, and he's yeah. just going to be like, I don't care, bring it on, bitches, I'll kill you all. You yeah. know, like, he literally has that mentality of, oh, they don't like us. We're just going to give them a wedgie until they submit, like, yeah. and <laughs> the, the wedgie being an atomic variety, like. So these lads have came out and basically said, we're going to set this to three minutes to midnight, and we'll review it in two years, if, if we're still here. <laughs> They review it in so two years. They meet twice annually, but usually every two years is when they kind of move the metaphorical clock. Like, but it's a, it's a big thing. I've never heard of that. That's yeah, interesting. It's, it is. It's very interesting. But like as I said, it's been changed like twenty one times throughout history. I think when it first started, it was seven minutes to midnight, um, and then during the Cold War and that, it kind of went at one stage it went to two minutes to midnight, then twelve minutes to midnight and all that. But now here we are, two thousand sixteen, and with all the shit going on in the world. Three minutes away from fucking mentalness. You know what? We need to get that back further. Yeah. More hippies. <laughs> More hippies. Do you know what, Lena? It's not out to support hippies, but go on. <laughs> go on. I'll let, you, I'll let you run off with this More one. goodness in the world. Yeah. It's probably true. People like, be nice to each other. Speaking, speaking of it, hippies, like, did, you, did you watch that documentary I told you to watch? Cowspiracy? I couldn't. I put it on and I fell asleep. I, That's I, a hippie, man. I was right terrible. There. Give us a synopsis of a crime. We Don't love ruin a, it for me, though. We love a documentary on What's the Story podcast, so go on. Our documentary of the week this week, brought to you by Graham Merrigan. <laughs> Cowspiracy. Moo. <laughs> Get a move on, will you? Oh. It's about the farming and seeing how it's... It's about, like, this guy um, spent a bit of time uh, campaigning for emissions and, and oil and car emissions and stuff like that. Then he came across an article from the UN. The UN... Um, the health, the U, the health organization part of the UN, the United Nations, so and they released. I was going to say the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization. <laughs> Come on, Graham. <laughs> the World Health Organization released a, a, a study to say that cows 
are let off more emissions in the world yeah. than any cars. On, by that, that's old news, man. They, methane, cows and methane is the biggest contributor to global warming out there. I didn't notice, though. Oh, did you not? No. That's this was, this was my argument about man-made global warming that I got in trouble with on the Facebook. You got in trouble? Well, when I say I got in trouble, I mean people wrote angry things to me and were like, oh my God, how dare you? You're insulting Mother Earth. What is wrong with you? <laughs> this guy basically... Shut um, up, you need oil, bitches. You can't survive without it. That's a fact. This guy basically uh, goes on a campaign. Well, not even a campaign. He just wants to speak to people like Greenpeace and all these groups, uh, Amnesty and all, just to see why is it not on your website as a number one contributor to destroying the earth. Yeah. And Greenpeace won't talk to him at all about it. Yeah, because, you know It's like why? a hush-hush. Because it's cows, it's not people. It's cows, that's why. But they wouldn't. he Did went to the office with his laptop and all, ready to interview with him, and he's like, yeah. oh, I'm here to speak to so-and-so. They're like, do you have an appointment? And he's like, no, I just want to speak to him for two or three minutes. What's it about? Oh, I sent you two or three emails. So mm. they said, look, we couldn't facilitate it. And then he spoke to some woman <coughs> um, who was, the, you know, the the rainforest, the Amazon. Right. She was Amazon Alliance or something like that. And he spoke to her. And it wasn't until kind of the closing conversation where she said, oh, agricultural emissions are one of the the, the worst in the world. Yeah. Particularly in Brazil. So his idea was like he turned vegan. By the end of it, he he talked to a... Hang on, what's that called? That's going to make cows live. That's not mm-hmm. the right idea. He talked to a doctor to see if um, a human can sustain a protein diet by being vegan. And the doctor's like, well, yeah, I do. And gave him recipes and stuff like that. That's a bit biased though, isn't it? He I went just to watched a vegan it. doctor. Like. I'm not saying I enjoyed it, but I just found it a bit interesting. I'd say he's got more fucking emissions coming out of his arse now since he started <laughs> eating chickpeas all his life. Um, yeah, look, I am, I am firmly team people. Like, 100% I am team people. I don't believe in veganism. I don't believe in vegetarianism. Get out there and eat a steak. It's good for you. Remember, you were a vegetarian. Yeah. When you were a hippie. When you're a hippie. I'm still a hippie, but I'm just a clever hippie. Unless, yeah. unless you eat a cow. That has mad cow disease. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you get infected with the human form of that, which is known as Crooks-Jacob disease, or Jacob-Crooksfeld disease, CJD, basically, which is fucking mental. That was why I initially turned veggie, because the time that that all came to light and uh, foot and mouth was going on, I was like, I hear all these animals are nuts, I'm not eating them anymore. Yeah. So you did, did you fish around? During that I think time? I did, yeah. I so you leave so. fish so from waters where they're just... Yeah, listen, I was fucking like, 15, lads. You're, you're a 15 year old hippie with ideals. Yeah, and I met like Terry for about 10 years. I though. was, yeah. And then when I went back on me, I said to my ma, You're a bad parent. Why did you let me do that? <laughs> like, why would you let your child not yeah. eat protein for years? But yeah, it, it is mad about cows, though, and the fact that it gets overlooked so often that, like, they really, really, like, I mean, there, there are holes in the ozone layer over where there are huge, like, I think there's a hole in the ozone layer over Texas where there are, like, huge cattle ranches. Like, really? Genuinely, and it's because like, of their farting and their shite. Exactly, that's what it is. Because, and like, I mean, I've got problems when it comes to farting and shite. But I'm <laughs> I was not, just going to say, I reckon there's a call causing. over Austin Radigan's house from his <laughs> farts. <laughs> All right, Oz. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the like paper comes down off the wall and legs out the room. Oh sure, listen, I've had nights where I well up with tears in your eyes. What do you call the thing where you put Cube's head under the blanket? Dutch oven. Dutch oven. Dutch oven. Yeah. These are fucking animals. I'm a cultured fella. I know about <laughs> these things. A bum coffin under the covers. Yeah, no bum burp under the covers. Dutch oven. Dutch oven. Yeah, um, try that one, lads. Oh, <laughs> and another fun one um, is do you have anybody who has a smartphone should do this. 
Do you know the uh, the thing, the Google thing, where you press the microphone on Google and you can talk to it? Safari, like that? No, not Safari. No, like Google on your phone. Yeah. Um, it has like a little microphone symbol, and you, if you press. Oh, is this the thing you told me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. If if you do it and you just go, hey Google, what is an angry dragon? Um, just <laughs> just sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Don't, don't have to do it now. Do you need a Google app? Uh, no, oh. I don't think so. No, it's just you, on the Google page. Yeah, it's just on Google. I don't know if your phone will do it or not, Lynn. That's the only thing. You have to oh. say it to the phone, though. Yeah, it's like it's like Google's version of Siri, but ask yeah. it, what is an angry dragon? Um, Let's see if I can do it as well. If Brian can do it, it's hilarious. Um, you might get interference with the microphone. That's the only thing. But kids at home, try this one. Yeah. Uh, what, what is an angry dragon? What is an angry dragon? I don't dragon? have a microphone. On I don't have a microphone option on my phone. Ah, there you see, is they're using old technology, boys. That's why. So everyone um, listening, do it. Yeah, if you see a little microphone symbol on your Google, just ask it, what's an angry dragon? <laughs> and uh, tweet us and let us know what you found. How did you find out about WTS that? Pod. Uh, two fantastic individuals here in my life. Pa Ward, uh, aka Owen Ward, and John Anglin. Two great people. How did, they people. Come, how did they know that? Um, and John Saul, actually, who we've talked about on the show before. Friend of the show, John Saul. Um, I don't know. I don't, Owen Ward is a man of mystery. He just comes out with things from time to time. He's a lovely bloke. Um, but he just comes out with things from time to time that you're like, do you know what? Golden. No, nobody should ever question So what do you genius. have to say again? What is an angry dragon? What is an angry dragon? I did it on the phone to him. Hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. What is an angry dragon? What's to give you... Because you know sometimes when you put searches in Google and it asks you, are you feeling lucky? I'm even scared to press yeah on that. Like, I'm not... No, Google, I'm not feeling lucky. I'm not feeling lucky. I feel like you're going to plant a lot of viruses in my laptop. I feel as though I need to look over my shoulder before I press this Google. Google, you haven't even bought me a drink yet. Calm down. That's exactly what it's like. You're drunk. Go home, Google, you're drunk. Do you know, actually, sorry, no, because we're jumping all over the place. But just <laughs> to go back to kind of cows and mad cow disease and CJD. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, is CJD what's is, wrong with you? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mad, right? CJD is effectively the same as a disease called Kuru, which cannibals get from eating each other. And I it remember is, hearing this before. It is fucked it's up. It's crazy, yeah. It is watch fucked documentary up. documentary on it. So, getting lads are full of just like we love documentaries and just go off and Google this because we like to educate you and just give you something interesting to get you through your working day. Ah. And Netflix is poor recently. Ne- Netflix is piss poor recently, um, but yeah, just Google Kuru. Right, it's a disease that these cannibal tribes get. That basically, men don't get it because men are seen as above women in these groups. So they get to eat like the fillet steak version of a human body. Right. Um, but women and children have to eat the shitty parts. Uh, no, I don't mean the arsehole. I mean, like, the brain and the sh- bits that are... <laughs> I don't mean the, the arsehole. Yeah, <laughs> the bits that aren't so nice, but they're the bits that carry these things that are called pyrons, which are basically unhealthy motherfuckers that when they get into your brain, they fuck you up. Right. So, much like... Remember last week we talked about... Con- this is mad. This is just jumping, right? Remember last week we talked about Concussion, yeah. the film, and... We were talking about the American foot, the NFL, and the fact that a lot of their players have been suing them, and there's a big mm-hmm. trust fund now set up. And we'll touch on that in a few minutes because it takes a little bit of jumping, and you have to sort of commit me on this one. But they're, the condition they have, CTE, I can't remember what it stands for because it's really long, um, Central Traumatic Encyclopedic. Encyclopedic or something like that? Don't know, I can't remember. Watch the film Concussion with Will Smith, and you'll know. Um, but essentially, it's weird, right? Because their brain, like, if you have this, there's no way of knowing from looking at your brain until mm. you're dead and they cut your brain open. Whereas with CGAD and Kuru, 
your brain looks like Swiss cheese from the outside. It just goes like a sponge with holes in it and it's mad. What's the it's symptoms then for the person <coughs> that has CJD? They, they, they lose they balance and standing and they, they deteriorate the over a period of about six or seven months. Yeah. So they could be walking fine one day, then the next day they'll might trip over nothing. They just yeah, trip over the yeah, foot. Yeah. They get the so shakes and they get uncontrollable laughter, which is creepy. This doctor well. from Adelaide in Australia <coughs> took it on in in the 60s when Papua New Guinea was a state of Australia and he went over to study it because he was baffled at how, how, how is this happening? Why is this happening? And initially in, in 61, he um, they they said that cannibalism isn't a reason why this is happening. But then the uh, in six, so he, he t- tried loads of trials and tested the things and nothing was happening. So then, um, I think it was in the late 60s perhaps, Australia brought in a rule where it was outlawing cannibalism. Right. So three, four years after they outlawed uh, cannibalism, he got the stats again and Kuru was nearly disappearing in children. Wow. So they started the study on the idea that it was cannibalism. So a family in the Kuru, uh, the, the village people are called Kuru, aren't they, Danny? No, Kuru no. was the name because the disease, yeah. yeah. The disease, but I thought the province was called the Kuru people or something like that. No, no? it happens in it's very prominent in like tribal regions of Papua New Guinea. But only one tribal region. Yeah, sorry, yeah, like yeah. one particular tribe. Yeah. is like like they're mad for it. They love they're their mad Kuru. For it. So a family agreed. There was um, an eleven-year-old girl who was contracted with it, and in order for him to kind of nail down and say yes, this is the cannibalism is starting to starting all this off and they agreed that he was allowed to do an autopsy on her body and just take a part of her brain as soon as she died and then what they did was they used two chimpanzees and injected the brain tissue off that 11 year old girl and put it into the two chimpanzees and then all of a sudden the chimpanzees six seven months later were deteriorating with the same symptoms so it's a it's only a 50 50 minute documentary it's on youtube um then there was like scientists fighting over Nobel Peace Prizes about it. <laughs> that yeah. seems to go against the idea of a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, yeah. fighting they, over. They, they do. I, I think now I can't remember if it's in the documentary or if I just read this somewhere else or not. But it, it, they've seemed to kind of like get it under control the last few years. I don't think somebody but, has died for it in like ten years. But it is literally one of them things that like leave it alone and it's grand but if you fuck up once it'll come back good yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. now it's like freaky it's to watch because your man basically lived with the, the tribe for god he, they love him like they they really they had a at the end of the documentary they have a big party for him and thank him for all yeah. his work it's like over three or four decades Um, well he, he lived with them and they recorded people who had this disease over periods of time and to see them deteriorate was just crazy yeah. Yeah. and it must have been so frustrating because he hadn't a clue why but as Danny said if if a man in the family dies um, they kill him <laughs> well, that's like if we were in a terrible accident and you, we were deserted would you eat someone? a live situation? yeah so this is basically you know about a life, do you? Yeah, the I get through with the airplane the, crash the plane crash in the Andes the, was it the Chilean rugby team? I couldn't tell you. I can't remember if they were Chilean or if they were... No, Chilean was the Miners. 
Chilean. I thought they were Nordic. No, no. There's this, a movie this is out in now, South America. There's a movie out now about the Chilean miners, isn't there? Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I can't remember what it's called. No, this is basically um, all over the places. This, this is, is this is. But sometimes that's, that's why I love this. Sometimes we jump yeah. so much that it is just like a normal conversation. It's where we're not recording this. It's just three people having a chat. Well, like. I just feel like I need you to know that I would definitely eat one of these. Uh, I definitely would. If, I'm not uh, good when I'm hungry. I get hangry. I get a hanger, something fierce. Oh, I'm terrible for the hanger. Oh, earlier on, I was so hungry at lunch. I got, I was panic hungry, and th- I just thought the world was going to end. And then just by putting the food on, I suddenly wasn't hungry anymore. But it was just because I knew I was going to eat soon. If I was in that situation, I'd eat a breast. <laughs> <laughs> Would you eat a sausage stuff? Would you like oh. it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's always one of them, isn't it? I think uh, some places use that kind of thing as like a tame yolk, like, or even some places use it as, you know, those... What are they called? Psychometric tests? Yeah. Um, so you do like a psychometric test plus like one of those situational behaviours tests for a job interview. Oh, yeah. Imagine walking into a job interview and the first question is, you're in a plane crash and uh, you don't know where you are because you're in mountains and you're surrounded by mountains and snow and you're lost for days and everybody's starving and the only thing left to eat are your friends. Would you eat them? Yes or no? In front of everybody here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, just for a customer service job? Yeah, just for a yeah. customer <laughs> service job. Yeah. I would On find my friend with the best muscle tone. <laughs> I would start at his calves. Oh, yeah, yeah. much calves. Yeah. Would you kill someone to eat them, though, or would it have to be already dead? Sorry, it was the Uruguay, It was a bunch of Uruguayans, and it was a crash in the Andes Mountains. Right. You didn't um, have to check that, Dan. We weren't going to lose sleep. I just like to. Like to be correct. I just like to. Factually um, correct. Because it was annoying me, because I was saying Chile, and I was like, no, that was the miners. <laughs> that was the miners. Um, like three decades apart or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically. Um, it was a Uruguayan rugby team. What year was um, it? Who were alumni of Stella Maris College. Um, I'm not making that up by the way that's true uh, it happened in 1972 uh, nobody contracted my care disease no uh, because Kuru, it, nobody nobody contracted Kuru, yeah. Kuru. it's mad uh, there was 45 people on the flight 16 <laughs> survived in sub-zero temperatures uh, but after a few days rescue teams gave up for the, looking for the survivors and consequently the survivors then had to try and sustain their, their life and survive by going through rations of what was left on the plane and or eating the dead people who were preserved because of sub-zero temperatures they were cold um, it's a fascinating story as well because literally they were up there for a good long while I can't remember how long exactly mm-hmm. but eventually like three of them just kind of went I'm going to go for a walk and see if you can find anybody and they walked for about four days and found this really really remote village told a few people lads we were in a plane crash <laughs> and a few of my mates are like do you see that hill do you see do you see that hill over there and he's like yeah and he's like well do you see the hill to the left of it yeah <laughs> well behind that there's another hill and the plane crashed two hills over from that and um, the lads are literally currently eating the meat <laughs> off the elbow of my ma um, now, I said it's alright because she's already dead she's not gonna know I said it. So. But, like, <laughs> I couldn't eat my own mass, so I said I'd go look for help. <laughs> but, like, I'm worried that they're only going to get to the bits that he shouldn't eat soon. <laughs> so, is there any chance you could get help? And meanwhile, your man was just like, um, yeah, spa, spa, do you want to come <laughs> with me to my house and I'll get you, like, a warm dinner? Uh, my wife has put on a hot pot. So, you can have a hot pot and a cup of stew or something. And, uh, 
please don't eat me wife we're about three days away from civilization up here but like we'll, we'll give somebody a shout and sure then you can bring them and sure if they're all still alive it's a happy ending isn't how, it? how many survived 16 16 has avoided a plane crash oh, but i think I overall 11 survived in the end because oh. i think some of them like some of them refused to eat people they're like i'm not eating it like and then like i said there was people who are like so that's me relatives I, i'm not eating me relatives so i'm gonna go look for help and one i think died looking for help and then if you just starve to death like because they refuse to eat people and i wonder how many are still alive it was only in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. 72, yeah. 72, yeah, I just said that. Yeah, 70 <laughs> saw me in. Yeah, I would imagine some of them are still alive. Did they have any second birth syndrome? Second birth syndrome. <laughs> I, would, I would imagine if you've gone through something like that, the second you get a hot dinner into you, you have a new lease of life, and that would be second birth syndrome. <laughs> Absolutely. Does that, does, that, that, does that only happen tw- twice in your life, Dan? Like, is there no, fourth or fifth or sixth? I was just going to say, you couldn't, you, then it gets changed, you call it third birth syndrome. Yeah, exactly, you can't yeah, have two yeah. second birth syndromes. No, that's yeah, what I mean. Does it just continue? Well, that's bad maths. It depends, because you could have second birth syndrome squared. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's what that I was, was saying. That was a slow burner. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Danny comes up with these stupid phrases every week. Sorry, what did you just say? Tenth birth syndrome. Like, you wash your mouth. Like it, you bless yourself expl- right now. Ex- ex- explain where one of these birth syndromes happen. Well, like you could be eating a great dessert and you feel alive again, and you're like, "That's his no, that wouldn't that wouldn't be that's uh, a food gasm. That wouldn't be an, another birth situation. That would just be a delicious dessert making your day. Second birth syndrome or. Second, we're getting this in the Oxford Dictionary. Or getting a new lease of life would happen when you've had a particularly traumatic experience, or you've had a bad patch of your life, and then something comes along that reinvigorates you and reignites that flame. Mm. So it could be that your love life has gone stale, and for there's the interference with that. It could be that your love life has gone stale, and you know that things haven't been going well for a little while. You go to the doctor and like, doctor, I've got the floppy Mickey. What can I do? <laughs> And the doctor's like... I was wondering, where is he going with this? I was waiting for a Tinder joke. And the doctor could be like, listen, you need to see my friend Blue Pill. (laughs) Blue Pill made by a pharmaceutical company that I won't name, because I won't give them advertising. (laughs) What are they like? uh, They're a bit stiff, but they're all right. (laughs) (laughs) Stuck stuck in your throat. (laughs) So you go and you, you take one of these blue pills, and then it's like Popeye eating spinach. And you go home and you see the girlfriend or the wife or the, the boyfriend or whatever the case may be, and you'll be like, I forget what you're talking about now. Second birth syndrome. Second birth syndrome. Oh, and syndrome. then you get your, you get a new lease of life. Back. You get your mojo, but you get a new lease of life, and you're the happiest person in the world. And that, my friend, is second birth syndrome. So food isn't second birth syndrome. Depend. Well, if you're, doesn't <laughs> how powerful it has to be. It would, yeah, like so for them people who were in the Andes plane disaster of 1972, you were going rugby team. <laughs> for them lads. Like, I would imagine getting a spice bag after a few days up in the hill. That would be good eating on a rugby So, team. if you're on death row and you have the meal, your last meal, no. before you die. No, that's not second birth syndrome. <laughs> that's impending that's death second, syndrome. That's, that's second birth syndrome plus pending death. No, that... Uh, like when I was a veggie for 10 years and then I had Danny steak won't get for breakfast. As I think you're talking shy. That's fine. You can think I'm talking shy all you want, Graham. But the public <laughs> have spoken and the public have said, Danny Murray, your phrases are fantastic. <laughs> one or two detractors, Graham. If I was getting NPS on this, <laughs> I'd have one or two detractors, but all the promoters, son. All the promoters. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen. Did we ever talk? We did talk about death row meals way back when in the early chapters, didn't we? Yeah. Just because you mentioned death row there. Yeah, I think we what did. What did you say your death row meal would be again? I can't remember. I said Christmas dinner. I can't remember what I said. I think it would either have been steak or pizza. 
I think you did say pizza, actually, yeah. Mm. Thankfully, none of us will ever be on death row. Fingers crossed. Mm. Yeah, Stephen Avery. Uh, oh, here, anyway. He's not on death row, is he? Who? Stephen Avery. No, he's, just, he's not. Yeah, he's just in prison. He's no parole, though. No option for parole. Did you see um, his lawyer's interview with Ray Darcy on Saturday night? No. I, d- I didn't watch oh it. La- last Saturday wasn't uh, Saturday as in like last yesterday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, one of the Saturdays. A couple of Saturdays ago. Oh, yeah. my God. It was horrendous. It's Basically, just, it was 20 minutes, 25 minutes. RT flew him in, flights accommodation, and probably gave an appearance fee. Um, on, on the licensed players, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You don't have any of that with us, folks. We're just good, honest, hard-working people. But they, um, he he just summarised the documentary, what the documentary was about, and asked him three times, do you think he's innocent? Do you think Ray Darcy had done his prep for it? No. Um, it's, I, it, it, it appeared that he did, but yeah. it appeared also that he did. It was like an interview where... <coughs> Where he didn't want to give any spoilers away. But at mm. the same time, you're after getting this man, a lawyer, yeah. of Stephen Avery, ask him questions. Ask him why he didn't, like, if you watch the documentary and you're saying to yourself, right, the prosecution said that Stephen Avery bought, brought your one and Brendan, uh, Brendan, Dossery. Dossery. Yeah, Brendan, Brendan Dossery, whatever. The nephew and the uncle brought the woman into the bedroom. They slit her throat. Um, they tied her up to shackles against the wall mm. and he raped her and killed her but Spo- there's absolutely zero evidence to sorry, that sorry can I just spoiler alert <laughs> that's what Alison, I said spoiler if you alert. haven't oh, watched you did that I, say yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I oh. said about Ray Darcy being a spoiler alert oh. I was saying what did I would have I would have asked your man where was Dean Strang why didn't you um, say to the prosecution or say like where's those where's the evidence for that there's no evidence whatsoever um, yeah, I, I as much as I don't evidence. know who did it, I don't. Brandon DC's evidence was evidence of that they needed him to corroborate. Yeah, but the poor lad was taken out of school with no. No, no, twice. I know that, but that's where they got that from. Yeah, um, I I just have a serious problem with with the entire thing. I I didn't watch all the way to the end of making a murderer because I grew very frustrated with it, and somebody uh, gave me spoilers in work that I wasn't happy with, so I stopped watching it. But I just found the entire thing was one-sided in the sense that you literally, only, whatever the documentary maker was getting, you were getting spoon-fed. Mm. Plus, on top of that, there just seems to be so many different things. You're like, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit right now. That I was getting frustrated. What were you calling that. bullshit on? Just, like, the, like how, they treated, how they treated the nephew. Just like Brendan. Like, he's clearly not all that. Like, he's, you know what I mean? But like, what, were you, what were you calling Bullshit on that. I'm calling bullshit that? on how everything was conducted with Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that child, that child is in jail. He's 16 years of age, sent to prison. He's talking to his man on the phone. I'm sorry the fact that it takes him 10 minutes to say a sentence because they just say yeah to each other for a good 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will I be home yeah. for WrestleMania, man? Yeah, exactly. They're like, how long do you think I'll be in here? Oh, I don't know, someone. Will I be home for WrestleMania? Oh, your dad's going to tape it. Oh, I won't going to see it. And in my head, I'm like... That poor Se- lad, like seriously, that's why he like he doesn't get gra- he doesn't get the the gravity of the situation he is in because he's worried about watching WrestleMania. Mm. He's not worried about shit. Will I get out of here before I'm forty? No, he's worried about watching Wrestle Fucking Mania. Yeah. Does that not give an indication that he is not all there? The, is, the first interview they had with him, they took him out of school. They interviewed him without any adults. Twice around. they took him out twice. No, yeah. but the very first interview, right? So that led to two further interviews, but they had his mum's permission for them. Any evidence in in Ireland? Any evidence that came as a result of that very first, very illegal interview be thrown out. would be inadmissible. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes everything Brennan Avery says absolutely. Or Brennan Stephen D- Stephen D- 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 nephew D- yeah. D- the <laughs> nephew says irrelevant. So you you have a bit of a legal background, Lynn. So, yeah. So I would deem you a better authority on my yokes yeah. on this, but I would have been of the opinion that 
They can't. Surely they can't use that. Surely a judge no. would look at that and no. say, "But that's my Sorry, point about you the doc- got this." That's my point about the interview. That's the, what we're talking about now, and what we're yeah. discussing is the angle Darcy should have took yeah, with true. the lawyer. But he's an awful interviewer. Oh god, terrible. he was terrible. Sure, look, look how he was with Carl Pendred. Called him Connor. Like you know what I mean, and and they kicked him in the head. Did he? In the head. Oh, it was awful. Like it was he cringy. is. He is horrendous. He's a patronizing fucker. I find, yeah. if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. I know you say that somebody used to dress up as a panda for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, on the streets, on there's the a streets. lot of very bad interviewers on Irish TV. You guys need to get your shit together and get on there. I think. Um, I think Turbidy would have handled that interview very well. You love Turbidy. You're like a bit him. gay for Turbidy. No, I just. I have to say, he used to in the last year, he's got better at his job. I think. I just. I don't love him. I, I, just, I, like I, him. I think he can roll over a little bit too easily. Yeah, now, I'm can. I'm saying that as somebody who, and I'm using it as weird because I'm comparing an interview he done with Bertie Ahern, and I'm kind of saying, to me, he didn't ask some tough questions, but I interviewed Bertie Ahern once upon a time, and he he made absolute pittance mm. of me. Like, he made me look like an absolute fool. So Did he? How did he make oh, it? Oh, man. Did I, you tell him about second birth syndrome? Uh, no, this was before I had done the research into second birth syndrome. <laughs> Um, I I interviewed the Mountains constituency offices many many months ago for college, uh, like yeah, for Belfield FM, and I was the one of the managers up there. And I I went with the full intention of being like, Do you know what, I'm gonna have some tough 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 questions. This was just after he had stepped down, so talking 2010, like, and he'd been in power for like ten years, ten months, and ten days, and I'll always remember that figure, like. Mm. And uh, I went, I was like, I'm gonna ask some questions, like the economic collapse and. All these fucking shady goings on. Was that brown envelopes? I'm going to ask some tough questions. I'm going to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Within five minutes of meeting the man, we were talking about Manchester United. We were talking about the match on telly the other night, shaking his hand, glad hand and laughing and joking. <laughs> he just had this thing where you'd go to ask him A, and before you could ask him A, he'd be on subject C, and you'd be like, oh shit. He made an absolute. He worked it. Oh, he, uh, like, look, I've no problem admitting that I was young, naive, and it was one of the first big interviews I'd ever done, like. So I had no idea really how to compose it. In my head, I was like, this is Bertie Ahern. This is a man who was a world leader at one point. I am going in here, and I'm going to absolutely fucking, you know, I'm going to lash me over. I didn't. <laughs> I absolutely didn't. He, you buckled? I wouldn't say I buckled. I'd just say that he was so, like, I was out of my depth. Like, I never, yeah. sh- I never should have got an interview with him, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I blagged it, like. But he was just so good and so seasoned and, like, so, so, so far ahead of me. That I never stood a chance of getting any sort of information out of him. Like, I remember I asked him two questions about his book. I tried asking something about a tribunal. And that was the most I got then. We ended up talking about his daughter uh, and Eurovision. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, then, and then the recorder failed. Like, the recorder stopped working. And uh, it was just, like, I actually, like, I'm not even messing. I left his constituency office that day and I was like, I'd go for a point with him. Really? And I and I really I'm not a fan of Bertie, but that's like I left his constituency office being like, Do you know what I'd go for a point with that man. For you forgetting everything. Literally, because yeah. he kind of manipulated you exactly. into how to direct the interview. Mona, he, he he knew what he everything. was doing with you like yeah. Like he literally he was just like going through the motions and like he'd done me a favour doing the interview, I would imagine. Do you know what I mean? Like because again, like I was nobody, like I nothing. He's doing like proper media stuff and I'm there from a little college radio station, getting twenty minutes with him. And I'm going in with the opinion of I'm going to lash him out, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I'd ask people, like, oh, send me your questions and I'll put them to him and all this stuff, thinking I was going to be Billy Big Bollocks. And I walked <laughs> in there 
and I walked in and I came out like Liam Little Leroy's. That's what I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking just horrendously that bad. And like, but I don't regret it at all. Like, and I, I'm willing to openly admit here and to anybody, anytime it ever comes up with people, that I'm like, oh yeah, and I, I was made a fool of. Like, he absolutely dominated me in every way, shape, and form. Like, that conversation with Roy Keane that we went to. Yeah. In the RDS, he was he was at that, and I was sitting with Gary Mackle and, and Glenn Lockeran, and uh, the lads were, come on, we get a photo, come on, we get... I said, lads, I'm not getting a photo with Bertie here. Mm. Well, sure enough, Gary Mackle got into a photo with him, loving him, yeah. arm around him, thumbs yeah. up, I love you, Bertie. But you see, you have Maybe to remember... sick it did. You have to remember, there's an awful lot of people who do love him, because an awful lot of people associate Bertie with the good times, and an awful lot of people associate him as... He's just one of the lads. He's an ordinary bloke. He's lifting a two up, two down. He, do you know what I mean? He has so many things that make him appealing as just the ordinary Joe Soap who done good. That you're willing to... And the naivety of the whole, I didn't have a bank account. Yeah. Sorry, what? You were the minister for finance. <laughs> you're the, you're yeah. the leader. You're the leader of a country and you don't have a bank account? Yeah. How does that work exactly? And he used to sign checks for Charles I blank checks? Yeah, exactly yeah, for Charles he used, Jay, to, like. he used to sign about 10 or 12 checks ahead. And yeah, Charlie would put the his own yeah. figure on it. Yeah, absolute um, farce. But so yeah, so there you go. There's he deserves some prison time. There's um, I don't know. Um, I, I I don't. It's the honest answer that I. <laughs> but there you go. There's my um my story about how I was made an absolute tit of by Bertie Hearn. So <laughs> there you go. Anybody else want to share? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I feel good, feel great about myself that I didn't get into that photo that day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and having said that, Gary McElfield's also great that he did get into photo yeah, sure, that photo that day. Look, there's people out there who are going to vote for Fianna Fáil come the 26th of February. Yeah. 50% of voters will vote Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil. Of course they will, yeah. I'm saying 26th of February because that's when I reckon the general election's going to be. I reckon they're going to call time on no, the... What day is the 26th? It'll be a Thursday or Friday. Thursday, they were calling it for the 26th, which is a Friday. Yeah. But then, it's in the Irish Times today, it said, um, Finnegan Minister said, no, we, we can't call it on the 26th because Ireland are playing Wales and the Six Nations on the Saturday in Wales. So? So half the country. 40,000 of Finnegan members are going to this match. No, it's not 40,000 Finnegan members. It's 40,000 Irish people are going to that match. But that's the same what, that's way on any given day, there'll be. That's what the Irish Times are said. That's what the Irish Times said. I don't care what the Irish Times so, say, and I don't so care what some two bit fucking politician says. Ultimately, did it come out of end of Kenny's mouth? No, it didn't. And he's the leader, and at the end of the day, he'll be the one that. Why are you getting so defensive? Because I hate when politicians do that, and they try to pull rank on something, and it goes into the Irish Times, and people believe it. No, the, this politician, I can't remember his name, said we'll have to have it on the Thursday well, instead G- of the Friday. Jimmy No Name pulls no rank for me. <laughs> Well, I'll get the fucking name. Do you get a name? And unless it's somebody decent, like Noonan, or when I say decent, I mean high ranking. If it's some little Fina Gale backbencher. No, it wasn't, it wasn't the name. Do you know what I mean? Like, Definitely wasn't the name. Ultimately, big deal. If Ireland are playing Wales, it's at home, by the way. Ireland Wales. Well, who were they playing on February 27th? Well, yeah, I was going to say Ireland Wales actually early February. Six Nations just upon us. I'm excited, by the way. Whoever yeah. they're playing on February 27th. It would have to be England or France. It would have to be England because we're playing France Valentine's weekend. They're away and the story was saying that. Well, then it has to be England. We'll have to have the general election on a Thursday to see where. Well, that's Yeah, here we go. Miriam Lord, could the Six Nations influence the day of the general election? So could. So that that's a question. That's not a statement for the start. Right, so go on. Who who was it? Which TD was it? I'm trying to get it here now. So hang on, how far have you scrolled down into the into oh, the story? It, it's just opened. 
Well, you just you're going on there as if you're you're miles into it, right? Come on, what TD is it? And let's see. Billy Timmons. Billy Timmons. What's Billy Timmons? I have no idea. Never Who's even heard Billy of him. Timmons? Exactly. Right now, seriously, I'm, I'm asking that now, right? Because if Billy Timmons is saying, "Oh, do you know what?" And I'm saying this as a rugby fan and somebody who loves the Six Nations and somebody who would uh, I've travelled to away games in Six Nations and I would be disappointed if I missed a voting opportunity. But uh, like, but you wouldn't miss it because you'd be going on Saturday. Uh, no, I I wouldn't have gone on a Saturday. I would have went on the Thursday or the Friday. Would you? Yeah. I thought you only go for the day trips. No, no, I I make a weekend of a crime. I go full, full on. Like, All in. Um, Billy Timmons, for what it's worth, just because there may be people who are interested, uh, is a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even have a wiki page. <laughs> no, he does have a wiki page. I'm just messing with you. Just I wouldn't be... Well, my point in bringing that up before I got fairly attacked by Mr. <laughs> Murray there was that it wouldn't surprise me with the government if they were to change something for that purpose. Mm. Well, how do you mean? It wouldn't surprise me if they had the election they made on Thursday, Thursday just because fewer their members. They never, they they never put election. Sure, look, put it this way: they they yeah. traditionally put things on a Friday. Do you yeah, know why? Because people commute on a Friday, yeah. and it's harder for them to get to a polling booth. So the younger people, exactly like the college people, for example, and that's why you'll always have students kicking up murder and protesting and giving out shit about things because oh, I have to travel back to Carlow to vote. Blah blah blah. How am I meant to get home on time? And how am I meant to do this and all that? So it, it isn't really whatever. Midweek like. isn't an option. Hang, hang on a sec. Billy Timmons. Yeah. Billy Timmons isn't even Fianna Gael. Who is he? He's from Renewa. <laughs> Ireland. So he said it. So what are you showing on about? <laughs> <laughs> hang on, right. So let's have a look now. Uh, he's a TD for a Wicklow constituency. He previously sat as an independent TD, having lost the Fianna Gael Parliamentary Party whip in July 2013. Uh, Tim was born in Bolton, Gas County, Wicklow. He's blah, 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 blah. There's nothing there. There's nothing really going on. So he is. He is an absolute fucking nobody, is the answer. He's a TD for Wicklow, but he's got no rank and no nothing. He's part of a party that don't even have seats here. He's an independent who is now going to be in Renewa in the next How is he a TD? Because he got voted in, right? Yeah, but you said he's Renewa. Yeah, so he's part of the Renewa party, but Renewa haven't... No, like, he was voted in as an independent. Exactly. So he's renewing now, but he hasn't been. So renewer are obviously going to be trying to get. They're seats. they're a new party uh, under the guise of Lucinda Creighton and Co, uh, who was another ex Fianna Gaeler, and that's according to uh, according to this anyway. That's who he's in there with. Deputy leader of Renewa Ireland apparently is what he is actually. Um. So yeah, until July two thousand thirteen, he was uh, Fianna Gael. There you go. But he's got no rank. He's got no nothing. So do you think Enda Kenny's going to move an election by one day because Mr. Timmons says so? No, I More didn't like say that. I was just bringing it up as no. a topic of conversation. And I'm just saying it's, it's not even a topic. It's a nothing. It's bullshit. Well, there's no smoke without fire. Especially with the Irish Times. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. Smouldering. <laughs> All those papers Volcanic are very politically ash. fucking... Yeah, Irish Times don't usually run a story yeah. though without... Some sort of hint. Well, of he said ah, it, so no. that's the story. Hang know? on, look, yeah. look. Print media is dying on SARS. To be honest with you, they'll run anything that will get copy sold. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more ridiculous stories that you'll see in the Indo that you won't see in the Irish Times. Uh, yeah. Is my point. What well, well, came up yeah. in the Indo last week that infuriated me again? Like what? Them. I can't think what it was, but those fucking idiots. I don't know. Some shit. That's that's <laughs> great. What was it? I don't know. That's like them story when I was a kid, and I'll never forget this. Uh, we're down to Leary and one of the lads, and he'll remain nameless because uh, he might be listening. But he'll know this story he wants to say. 
came around. Remember Music City in Dunleary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes out there, he comes out to us, and he's like, oh, the amount of knackers over the Music City, man, they're running them up. Cause like, all right, how many is that? Oh, there's millions of them. <laughs> Walked over, there was three. <laughs> three, like millions of them, three. That's like what you've just done there. It was the article done by your man's girlfriend about her weekend. I hear what? At yeah. the gig. This, Mero, is, the ve- this is the vaguest well, thing you've Carpenter ever said. Carpenter is her surname, I think. Holly Carpenter. Oh my God. Is that her name, yeah? Yeah, the two articles she had recently. She had an article in the Indo about right, her weekend in going to her boyfriend's concert. And enlighten us with this. Who's her boyfriend? Danny from the Coronas. Danny from right, the Coronas. So, so she Holly, went to, she Holly went Carpenter, who was a model, a, I believe. Yeah. She went uh, to the New Year's Eve bash in, in the Tree Arena, right. where the Coronas were headlining. And she had an article two days later, um, right. basically saying, me and my friends had pre-drinks, then we went for a pre-meal. Then, of course, I went to see my boyfriend in the Tree Arena and we had a great time. That was literally the that standard of the English. Add in a couple of grammatical errors and that words was repeating in sentences. It was, was the equivalent yeah. of first, you know, when you're in first year in Lawrence's and you'd come in and Mr. Murt would go, write me an essay about your weekend. And you, none of the words in your little essay had more than two syllables in them. Yeah. And you didn't quite get the grasp of commas versus semicolons quite yet. A lot of people still don't get that. That is yeah. what... What that was? It was like Anne and Barry. It really was. I did this. Anne, Anne and Barry for Instagram models. Yeah. Dear Instagram but she was models. Miss <laughs> yeah. She was also going out with Kane Healy. Props mm. for that. Look, see what I done there. Props for that, Kane Healy. <laughs> That's a rugby joke, folks. Because the Six Nations is coming, and I can't wait. Love the fucking Six Nations, man. Worried about Johnny Sexton. I'm not gonna lie. This touches back on the concussion thing that we've been talking about yeah. recently. It's a bit of a reoccurring theme. What's the story? Did they say he had a concussion? Then they said no, he didn't. No. Essentially, so he, uh, Lance were playing Wasps uh, last weekend, gone, and he got a little knock to the head by Brendan Mackin, a former Leinster player. Uh, he went off for the HIA, the head injury assessment, which are not even supposed to give to people who have suspected concussion. That's meant to be given to people who have no signs of con- concussion but have taken a blow to the head. Um, so he went off for that anyway. They said he passed it, but as a precautionary measure, they didn't put him back on. A lot of people are saying, are Leinster doing the dirty here? Because if you remember back to the Rugby World Cup, uh, when Ireland played France, Sexton went off quite early. And he took a bit of a knock. And the Irish camp, the IRFU and co, came out and said it was a groin injury. But if you look back at the footage of that, the treatment he got on the pitch had nothing to do with the groin. That was a head assessment they were doing on the pitch. So Johnny Sexton is a player. And I love Johnny Sexton. And I love Leinster. And I love Ireland. But I'm saying this as somebody who is genuinely worried because Johnny Sexton, to me, is a hero. And I'm thinking he's 30 years of age with a young family. And if... There are concussions. That'd be his fifth if it is, isn't it? Be his sixth overall, I think. Sixth, yeah. He had four in the space of 12 months. Wow. Which fucking is fucking alarming. That's too much. Far it's too much. And that's why he They was, were all in matches, were they? That yeah. was... Um, I think three were in matches when I was in training. But one of them was from Matthew Blastrow and it was just... Like, ridiculous. But, but he... Um, he was forced to take 12 weeks of no contact while he was at Rasson Metro. Um, basically, as a kind of like... Yeah, well, she should after you get concussion. Yeah, um, now don't get me wrong. Um, we were saying last week that rugby has come a long way. It's doing a lot better than it was in terms of concussion. People are actually standing up and acknowledging it, and people are actually putting their hand up and saying, "Do you know what? I don't feel right. Maybe I shouldn't. I should have no contact." And we're like, "Yeah, all right, that sounds good to us." But the problem is, you still have this be a hero syndrome, and you still mm-hmm. have, and the problem for Leinster in particular is 
they're having a bad season. So they need players to front up and they need to have those catalyst players. And Johnny Sexton is a player who can turn a game. People are calling and, for him to retire, are they? If well, George Hook, George Hook had um, an article in The Independent where he basically said, you know, if it is a concussion, Sexton really needs to look at it and say, is this worth it? Is my... We, we, like, Future. Ruby has to look at NFL. I has to look at NFL and go, look at how, how those guys have gone. Because the violence of a hit in NFL, the tackle in NFL, and how that, it's not quite as bad as rugby, but rugby has gone from being amateur to professional. In 1995, when rugby union turned professional, things started to go so quick and so developed so fast that it's almost as if the techniques haven't caught up or the techniques haven't been able to cope with everything else that's gone on. So you've had all these advances in you know, nutrition, in yeah. how people train, in weightlifting. You've had all these advances and you have these supreme freak athletes. Like guys the like average Keane weight Healy of are, the players is something like 15 kilos heavier than it was then. Yeah, and you've got and that's muscle and the speed yeah. that these guys are... And it's no longer a tackle. 15 kilos heavier yeah. than it was when, they, when it turned pro, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's no longer a tackle, it's a hit. And if you look at some of the hits that go in on people... And I say this as somebody who has got up out of my chair at a match and applauded and shouted when a big hit goes in. Because they can change the match. It's the equivalent of, you know, mm. getting a kind of epoxy goal in a football match when you're down. A big tackle can really, really spur things on. Like, But the problem is that you don't even have to get hit in the head to get a concussion. No. And that's that, I think, is part of the problem people don't realise. In the film Concussion, it's explained brilliantly. Get a jar, put... You know, something in that jar and fill it up with water. That object will then move in that water, but it's separated from the jar. It's not connected to the jar. So it's mm-hmm. the same philosophy as the, the, the brain. brain. The brain is surrounded by fluid. It's in your skull, but it's not directly connected to your skull. The problem is, if you shake it hard enough, it's going to bounce off side to side. And that's where you get contusions, and that's where you get problems, and that's where a concussion comes from. Mm-hmm. So these guys, if it's over a certain amount of G-force, and the brain gets rattled enough... That's where the problem's going to be. So if these guys get smacked over, you get whiplash syndrome when your head bounces from one side and into the other, and then you hit the deck and your head bounces again. Obviously, there's going to be risks. Obviously, there's going to be stuff going on there. Yeah, so for sure. When you guys who in, and like if you look at what happened to Johnny Sexton against Wasps, it was a clash of heads. It wasn't a huge, huge hit. It was innocuous enough looking, if you ask me. He went off. They said it was a precautionary thing. The IRFU have came out now in the last few days and said, no, he's, he's full training. Everything's grand. Everything was just precautionary. Everything's good. He's at full pace. We've no problems. He'll be fit to play Wales in the Do you believe weekend. them? Do oh. are, are people believing them? I'm suspicious. I, I think people do. And I, like, I'd like to believe that everything is okay, but I'd be worried. Have you seen um, the movie Concussion with Will yeah, Smith? Yeah, I watched it's it during the week. Yeah. yeah, Will Smith, how did he not get the Oscar nod? I don't know. This yeah, brings yeah. Us back I, to I hadn't seen it. Like uh, the, the lat- One of the episodes we talked about some of the black actors protesting. Mm. But like, yeah. I was watching Concussion thinking, how is this man not got to be nominated? I, I really, really, Oscar? really believe that film was going to come out. I think it's on 5th of February over here. Mm. Next week, this weekend, this, this weekend coming, I think. When people watch that film, I re- and parents especially, when they watch yeah. that film, they're going to take a second look at sport that their children play and be like, is this safe? Yeah. I genuinely think that film is going to push the culture to really look at itself. But the lengths the NFL tried to take to, to stop your man from talking. And fucking yeah. frightening. And even the the settlement, like, the, yeah. they're not allowed to talk about 
certain things that would incriminate the NFL. The, like mm. the, this condition, this CTE again, I can't remember what the long form of the CTE is. What it's commonly caused. Essentially, you get it from repeated blows to the head, repeated concussions, and that kind of thing. Do you know what the youngest age of somebody who died with severe symptoms of that shown are? Oh. Twenty-five. Oh, right. NFL player. There was an active NFL player who died at the age of twenty-six. And what, when he like, what happened to him? Well, he actually died by falling out of a truck. But when they done the autopsy, his brain showed like clear signs that he was suffering from CTE. But th- yeah. is that why he fell out of the truck? Um, when he I, I don't think so. No, I think th- it's a weird story. Actually, um, I can't remember his name. I really should have wrote down. But his can name you like say say if say if uh, you, you get diagnosed with this at twenty nine thirty? You can't. That's the thing. You, you can't, can't get diagnosed with thing. it because it's because so you can't no, treat it. The, the only way you can get diagnosed with it is because you start to develop symptoms, and then these symptoms follow a pattern, and they get recognised. Mm. And because of the work that Doctor Benjamin, whatever his name, Bennett. Or, it's already Bennett. Uh, the, the guy Will Smith plays yeah. Dr. I'm Bennett Kalawiwiwi I'm brute with names but the, the work that he has done along with a couple other people means they have this kind of tracker where they can say these symptoms he doesn't even work with it anymore though he's mm. back working in the, as a state pathologist in California yeah he's doing he turned down the big job in Washington. in Washington but he's doing pathology but he's still a leading expert he's on this and he still that, gets yeah. sent these Brands. things that, yeah so but basically you don't, your brain shows no symptoms of this. Like in a CT scan, it won't show up. In an MRI, it won't show up. The only way they can find it is literally if you're dead and they cut you open, they take out your brain, they cut open your brain and examine it from the inside out. Do you, do you see, um, let's say Sexton said, right, this is my fifth concussion now. Yeah. I, look, I can't afford another one. Yeah. Like, can he take precautions now? In what sense? In like, can you... Treat something. I know you can't. Well, you can it try to rest. not have any more head impact. Is that the only yeah. thing? Like literally, yeah. yeah it's what's done is done in that situation. Okay. Yeah, like so we can't rebuild. No, that's mm. the thing. Parts about, that are damaged. That's the thing about brain tissue. When brain tissue dies, it dies. It's it dead. doesn't. Yeah. It's not like starfish syndrome where if you break off an arm, it'll grow back. Brain tissue when brain cells are different in the sense that once they're gone, they are gone, and that's why brain damage is so severe. Like wow. because. And that's what's scary about, thought, like, isn't it? But that's what that's what that's the point I'm trying to make. That this film concussion, I really, really believe that people are going to watch it, and it mm. might not hit them at first. But then, you know, if they do a little bit more reading or they Google it, and then they go, "Whoa, hang on a second, frightening." Mm. And I really, and I, I'm saying this as somebody who loves rugby. I if like I was in the IRFU, if I was Philip Brown, the IRFU, or I was a member of World Rugby, I would maybe be looking at things and going. <sighs> Right, we need to really, really look. This. We've they've made great steps down the ground. They have really made strides. They had a guy, Doctor Barry O'Driscoll, um, who was fronting up everything on concussion. He stepped away because he didn't feel they were doing enough to help concussions. If I were them, I'd be looking at it. I'd be saying, "We had a doctor who was a specialist in this who has stepped away. You've got all this momentum against the NFL now because of it. This film was bringing attention to it." You've got players like Johnny Sexton who have taken force breaks. You've got a guy like Florian Fitz who was clearly concussed and was made go back on the pitch by his coach in a disgusting manner. Like, that was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. It was match last season, but it still gets a lot of news. You've got a guy like George North who is, people rant and rave about him. He picked up Will Guinea and ran with him on the last Lions tour. He's a phenomenal athlete, but look at how much time he has missed because of concussions. Mike Brown, the English fullback, had five weeks off before the World Cup. Because of concussions, it is a serious, serious, serious problem, but 
particularly in the northern hemisphere. Southern hemisphere not as bad, but they need to look at it and they need to say why is the southern hemisphere not as bad? Different style of rugby. They don't rely on. No, don't rely on. It's physical, but it, it's a different style of rugby. It's it's weird. Like it's hard to explain because I thought it was funny the way you said particularly there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was it how I how I emphasized particularly? Yeah, I just emphasized the syllables a little bit because I wanted it to be a hanging point of the sentence. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I wanted my sentence to hinge on that. So, so they don't like in the in the southern hemisphere. There's not much hits like from say, oh no, the, the chest the, up or no. That's part of it. Tag, they, you've you've hit the nail on the head with that because tackling is a huge part of it, and tackling technique is a huge part of it. Guys need to go low. If you're going. Take, for example, somebody like Matthew Bastro or a Billy Vinopolo or a Manu Tuolagi or, you know, they're big fucking units. You're talking 15, 16 stone of muscle running at you at full power and you're going to try tackle him by going chest high. The momentum he has, it's not going to happen. You need to go low, like, and you need to put your head in a position where it's not vulnerable. Lee Halfpenny, Lee Halfpenny, has the same problem in the sense that he can't tackle. He can't tackle properly and that's he got nailed because of it. Like what yeah. I found interesting with um concussion was that the helmets in, in NFL apparently do more damage to the brain. Yeah. 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 It doesn't surprise me. And that, because there's a myth as well that if you're wearing a helmet you're protected. Not necessarily. You know? Yeah, well that's why they took them off the boxing, wasn't it? The amateur boxers because they were saying that guys can take harder shots are, yeah. than they would. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they don't wear it in amateur boxing on, on anymore. anymore. And that's that's why anybody I see wearing a scrum, scrum cap in rugby, I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's really not going to help you all that much. No, like a scrum just, cap it's is for really cauliflower ears, right? It, it protects you more against cauliflower ears. That's than what I thought it was, against, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but there's people who wear a scrum cap as a helmet. So Peter Check wearing that scrum hat as well. Like <laughs> it's it's not made protecting of, the skull. It's not made of carbon fiber, Peter. Mm. You know what I mean? It's made of Petra. material. Petra, Petra Check. But anyway, look, Jesus, I feel like I ranted for the last time. You did. There. <laughs> it was like a Tim Bakugan monologue there <laughs> on concussions. Man, you're out to get me tonight. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. Like, you're out to get me. Even you guys unsupervised. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's like we're drawn to an end and we haven't celebrated Lindsay at all. <laughs> this has been a celebration. There's nothing to celebrate. The spice bag was a celebration. <laughs> well, I'm amazed you even got to do any of it if I'm being God's awesome truth. I before. could not, but I wasn't. I, I'm glad yeah. you didn't make me eat all of it. I would have made eat all of it if you had to force me to. Ah, you should no, know that. I couldn't do that to you, Lynn. But uh, um, two mouthfuls is fucking plenty. Look, Lynn. It's been it's been great. Obviously, we're still going to see you for training and give you a hard time, but yeah. just <laughs> twice a week. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, for our sins. But it'll it'll be a few weeks or a little while again before we hear your voice on this. Yeah. So look, thanks for the uh, you know bringing the gender quota up because that's all we got you in for. <laughs> <laughs> Token lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are looking for a new woman um, yeah you can apply through jobs.ie <laughs> or or you can match with Graham on Tinder and yeah. <laughs> the weekly Tinder there you go uh, no but no honestly Lynn, thanks it's been great having you and we'll miss you I'll miss and you best guys. of luck with everything yeah exactly we'll be we'll be uh, cheering you on no matter who you're boxing the head off yeah. or kicking the head a, off a Lindsay Doyle PT yeah, yeah. You, you can still annoy her lads, do don't it. worry yeah um, check out everything that she has to offer and all that crack um, now we have to find a new home Danjo that's it me and Graham are now um, homeless w- we're now looking for shelter <laughs> um, but no we'll be alright Graham we'll be, we'll be alright don't worry about us lads we'll be alright 
look, if, if you miss Lindsay the way we do, you can always check back on the previous episodes and you can do that <laughs> by going to iTunes, by going to Stitcher, by going to Podbean, by going to Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere. Just hit WTS Pod and you'll be able to hear her dulcet tones and me and Graham's high-pitched laughing. <laughs> because that's... Uh, do you notice how he laughed deep there? Do you notice how he laughed deep there? He's worrying about his Tinder matches, I tell you. Shut up, you sticks. Um... If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at WTS Pod or on Facebook or Facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland. Shout out to uh, our our listeners in Nepal. Yeah. In South Korea. Yeah, South Korea strong. Um in Bangalore. Yeah. The three three countries we had competition entries for the Mark Baker print of Conor yeah. McGregor. So thanks for listening. Um, also, should give a shout out to uh, people in LA who listen because uh, people in LA love us. Um, yeah LA is the most listened to state we have in America amazing <laughs> um, so shout out to lads in LA California <laughs> shout out to the crits up, up the west coast <laughs> I'll be over there during the um, summer keep an eye out for me there you go um, oh, also yes. shout out to our three listeners in Peru <laughs> um, Dave, Paddy and John Paddy Englishman Paddy Archman Paddy Scottishman went to Peru that's it yeah <laughs> Um, Bangalore and Nepal how the hell did mad, that happen like did you you just didn't believe me when I said we had people in Korea did you just you no. just thought I was making it up for an elaborate joke did you just, I just thought it was crazy no I, I believed you but then when I was checking the competition entries for the Mark Baker picture yeah our portrait of Connor um, we'll announce the winner next week I was like these these from Nepal <laughs> this lads from Bangalore shit to Nepal ba- Bangalore <laughs> Nepal we are truly international. But there's um there there was a it was hilarious because on the same day Jesus. there's the barbers down on early Jay Brophy's barbers. Uh men's hair men's, men's hair co, lovely lads. Uh, Fair play to you, Jay, you're doing a great job. Great job, Jay, and the two lads. Um he put a picture up of a hairstyle yeah. of Ian Kennedy actually, Kenno. And put a load of hashtags and all that, right? And then there was some lad, I think, I think in Pakistan or India, right. I goes and posted, or I, I got the kennel. <laughs> <laughs> he got the haircut done, that kennel got done. Beautiful. Somewhere in the Middle East or Asia or somewhere, it was very funny. Trend setting. Trend Love setting. It. Like Ric Flair. 2016. Um, look, that's it for us this week, lads. Um, I'm at Dan John Murray. He's at America Mania. She's at Lindsay Doyle PT. Um, until next week, good night and God bless. Bye, Lindsay. Bye.